Welcome to episode 101 of Running Matters. My name's Matt North. I'm joined by my co-host, Paul Hadfield. How are you going, mate? Yeah, mate, I'm well. Recovered okay after a booty coaster run, mate? Yeah, it was, uh, it was a tough run on the weekend. Mm, it was. I enjoyed it, though. Yeah. Really nice part of the world. Yeah, good, uh, good, good tough, challenging course. Yeah, I, I don't reckon you get a tougher uh, half marathon anywhere around to be honest that's that's about as hard as a half marathon gets yeah well, it's seven seven seventy elevation mm. 21ks yeah it's, yeah it's pretty significant yeah it was the norm boys did well yep everyone everyone went well had a good time and a thousand beers afterwards <laughs> <laughs> thanks to uh maximum venture for uh yeah putting us up there too i guess yeah, yeah that was good well they gave the listeners the uh discount code and they've given us a couple more codes for their upcoming races, which is the Jabalani Challenge. Um, that's a 12, 22 and 45k trail race on Saturday, the 2nd of April. So that's only two months time. And that's in Karingai Chase National Park uh, in Sydney. So yep. that's not too far to go. Good race, that one. Um, and so if anyone wants to enter that, use the discount code RMPOD22. Okay. Um, and following that, there's Rafferty's Coastal Run, which was postponed from last year. They've also got a 12, a 22, and a 36, and that's on Saturday, the 9th of July, um, and that's at Rafferty's Coastal Resort, um, Lake Macquarie, Newcastle, and the discount for that is last year, so it's RM Pod 21, so that's still valid. Cool, and we'll be out there for that one. We're going, yeah. yeah. Yep, we're still in. So looking forward to that. Yeah, so it'd be good. Yeah, a couple of great parts of the world. They've got some nice races, the Max Adventure guys. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All yeah, nice coastal runs. Yeah, unreal. Uh special special guest today is Alex Piggott. Thanks for giving up your time today, Alex. No worries, anytime. Before we get into it, we'd thank our partners, Ranella, Goo Energy, Guy Mir Allied Health, Base Camp Altitude, Fractel, Cronulla Beer Company. Raid Light and Running Matters Coaching. Raid Light especially today. Raid Light especially today. So Alex is known as the Raid Light Guy in Katoomba. Mm-hmm. But we're going we're gonna to learn a bit more about you. So where did you grow up, Alex? Were you, were you always from the mountains? No, I grew up in, in Sydney um, in the stick. Well, what were the sticks of Sydney? So Kenthurst, Dural kind of thing. Now it's all kind of, yeah, changed. But, yeah, it was the, the sticks. Um, yeah, in, in a five-acre property backing into a crown land. So I had plenty of bush and rock and stuff, um, so plenty of adventures there growing up. Um, yeah, and then moved up when I started, um, did my cert three and four in outdoor rec up at Katoomba TAFE. Um, that's where I moved up and kind of always kind of gravitated back. I moved overseas for a while, came back, but for some reason always ended up back up here. So I don't know. I don't know why. <laughs> it's got to be uh, one of the the best courses to do outdoor recreation, mate. Did you enjoy that one? Oh, it was, yeah, it was awesome. Um, I yeah, so I did that in 0304 and yeah, it was just it was so much fun. You know, canyoning, uh, multi pitch climbing. We did the um, two months down at the um, the snowies backcountry skiing. It was just yeah i yeah all, all on hard-earned tax dollars but um <laughs> which were then but yeah 
um, yeah, it was it was great. It was a good time. Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, can't complain about that. So happy to do it when I did, and um, yeah. yeah. And did you put that yeah, stuff into practice in uh, from a professional standpoint after you left? Tight. Yeah, I, I guided up, up the mountains for a little bit and I went down to the snowy um, and did a bit, a bit of backcountry touring, guiding with school groups down there. Um, yeah, so that was, that, and that's where I met my wife. Sorry, my son's just <laughs> in the background there. One sec, sweetheart. Um, yeah, so that, uh, yeah, that's where I met my, my wife at the, uh, well, who is now my wife, I suppose. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that was a huge part of my life. That um, skiing and and rock climbing was my kind of passion back then. But came kind of stumbled across trail running, kind of unexpectedly, really. Um, yeah, just kind of yeah, from it it morphed from bushwalking more to 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 trail running. But back when Salomon XA three XA Pro three Ds were the only trail runners you could get in Australia. Uh, how good were those back in the day, though? <laughs> they were awesome. <laughs> they were like, like proper clown shoes. They were that heavy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I, you, they lasted the way. Like you, trail runners now, like they're so light, but man, you chew through them. Like the XA Pros lasted, you know, a year or something. It was great. Good old days. And <laughs> so the quick races. <laughs> you're, you're a bush bushwalker who turned into a trail runner. It just meant you're a little bit impatient. <laughs> or, yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I guess, you know, once you, you bushwalk for a while and I was bushwalking with just, um, you know, with one or two friends and it was always, you know, that let's go, let's try it faster. Let's try and go further. I suppose going further was the big thing. And then obviously the longer you're out, the more you have to carry and that becomes a bit of a drag. So you're just like, well, let's try and do it quicker. So reduce, um, reduce tents and all that kind of stuff. And then it kind of, gets the point of well let's try something without any kind of backups and you know worst case scenario you're just going to be sleeping on the ground in the clothes you're wearing but um never well it came to that once or twice but um nothing ever serious but yeah and i suppose that's what it, that's what it boiled down to and then i heard of trail running um back in the day yeah with back when the uta was north face um the north face 100 which I can't remember the dates, but yeah. And that's where it kind of, it morphed from, from bushwalking to, to running. Uh, try something different kind of thing. Um, I guess a, a race like the North Face is kind of a bit of a hybrid bushwalk run for, for most people anyway, I suppose. So you probably have yeah. the right skill set there. Yeah. At, well, and I, at the time I lived literally, I don't know, 200 metres away from the start line. So I didn't really have any excuse to not give it a crack you know it wasn't like i had to commute like some people um yeah i didn't have to be that committed to get there so yeah it, it yeah so that's yeah that's i think i think it was 2013 mate when you did your your north face 100 was i think you, you're right yeah 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 i had to ask a few people that I, did people you, didn't have my nose did you only do the one or did you um go back again to do the hundred, yeah. Not, I never did the. I still haven't done the hundred in its current format since. I've done a few, the fifty, a couple of times. Um, but yeah, after that hundred, I I did that with a couple of friends, um, and both of them 
yeah. uh, had to pull out for injury and they swore they'd never do it again. And um, then I kind of took it back and did a few other kind of off track stuff um, by myself or with, with another friend. Um, and I think the couple of years later, I did the 50 just to kind of put my hat back in the ring again. But um, yeah, I, the, the, um, the hundred was more of a kick in the bum for me to actually kind of step it up from just, um, you know, just kind of, you know, doing stuff for the sake of it um, to actually kind of put my money where my mouth was, so to speak. Um, but then, yeah, going back to the kind of, you know, those, those unwritten kind of challenges out there, I suppose. You've got to scare yourself every now and then. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, I, that was my first, the hundred was my first ever race. Any, well, first competitive thing really since high school um and i wasn't a runner at high school if you'd asked friends at, back then if i was going to run they'd probably <laughs> laugh at you uh, <laughs> um but yeah climbing bouldering was my thing because you just you know do a few moves and then fall back on the crash pad and wait for a couple of minutes and then try again <laughs> not much cardio in bouldering hey are you still doing any climbing now I, a little bit, not as much as I, I would like. I've just started taking my, my son and daughters um, just to a few little crags and stuff. So they kind of, I'll probably get into it again with them a bit. Um, they can't, I try and can't do a couple of canyons each season just to keep the skills up with the ropes and stuff. Because um, not a, oh yeah, something if you don't use it, you lose it. So. You don't want to forget how to tie a knot, mate. That's important yeah, stuff. Well, now with all the quick laces on shoes, you know, you don't, I don't have to tie any knots. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of that, I guess, difference in kit. So you've done the North Face in 2013. You bring in some of the, I guess, the most impressive gear into the country that you can get in terms of trail running stuff. Ray Light, some, some really high-tech sort of lightweight kits, unbelievable what were you using in 2013 and how does it compare to what's out there now? I, I ran, my pack was a, um, was the Salomon S lab at the time. Remember the old, with the hard water bottles at the front and the, yeah, the gray and that the, the mesh that was like an inch thick up on their shoulders. Um, yeah. Which, you know, was the first that really one of the first best running vests of its time. Most other people had just, you know, you kind of, your, your lightweight backpack thing on um so yeah, i mean it, it's evolving every every season there's new cool stuff coming out and I, i'm a i'm definitely a gear freak i've got a garage full of stuff that i don't need or my wife tells me i don't need um <laughs> she's uh, wrong by the way <laughs> she, yeah you always need another pack and you always need another pair of shoes um <laughs> but it's yeah i mean i think they walk they weighed probably close to would, would have been like six or 700 grams. And now you look at the, you know, what, 100 grams for a 12-litre pack and stuff. It's just, it's awesome. Like, it's, it's going to be crazy to see what happens in the next, you know, five or six years because, you know, how, how can they improve on it? But um, it, it's changed. Like, now the, the accessibility of a running vest to 90% of the population that want, that want to use them is, whereas back then it was like, you know, have to kill your wife to get a, get the insurance to get a vet. Um, I didn't say that. She's not here. 
I do like um, when you go for a trail run and you see, you know, a couple of middle-aged ladies, for example, going for a bushwalk and they've, they've got some pretty, you know, techie kind of hydration vests on these days. So you're right, yeah. it's, it's super accessible. It's, it's great. Yeah, I know when I, when I did my ski touring thing, I bought my first down jacket and it, was a, it cost me, it was on sale for 700 bucks. And now, you know, you, you can pick up a decent down jacket for 100 bucks and it's, you know, we still win about it. But, you, you know, it's, it's great that there's a big enough market to have dropped the price. Um, but, yeah, I mean, even the top of the line running vests these days don't, they're probably a couple hundred bucks cheaper than they used to be um, comparative. And they're coming into Australia, which they've never used to do. Um, for the ability of us to be able to bring raid light into the countries, because there is a market. If there wasn't a market, that it wouldn't, wouldn't be cost effective. So, um, yeah, it's great to see. You know, the more people you see on the trails, the better, I reckon. Um, except when I'm running. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us, um, tell us, how'd you get get into Raid Light? Because it's a it's a French company, isn't it? It is, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's all made in the well, not all made, but a majority made in the French Alps. Um, it started once again. I'm a I'm a bit of a gear freak, so needed a new running vest. Um, did the research and came across all these reviews, European reviews of this company, Raid Light, um, and did a bit more research and found it. I can't remember the website I brought it in off, but it was ridiculously expensive. I think it was about 80 bucks postage to get it out. Um, and it was an 18 litre responsive vest, which is their middle of the road, or our middle of the road kind of pack. And I, I'm a small guy and it fit me perfectly. And with the kind of adjustments that Raylight has, it, it fit me perfectly. And then from there, I showed a few friends and they thought there's something to this. Um, so we called them up and originally it was just going to be we'll import some stuff and flog it online to get it in the country but they were actually in the market for an Australian distributor so um, luckily I had some friends that were kind of had the ability to kind of get something like that up up and operational and yeah here we are what two and a half years later and yeah it's growing growing now we've got what seven retailers across the country and um, yeah, it's and every every time we get the samples in, once again, like obviously take what I say with a grain of salt because I'm the guy that brings it in. But I keep getting more packs. Put it that way, I keep owning more packs because I keep getting new samples. And going, oh, I could do with that pack. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, needless to say, the wife's not overly happy with my current career, but <laughs> in terms of our garage space filling up, but uh. It's, it's yeah, feeding the habit nicely. Sorry, it's feeding that. Yeah, exactly. It's a yeah, self-prophesizing addiction. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. And like you, you say, yeah, two and a half years ago, you started bringing raid light into Australia. That, that's a that's a pretty challenging couple of years in terms of uh, you know supply and demand, etc. How has the COVID challenge been for you? Uh, well, it was. We got our. Um, I always say that we the first our first shipment came in on that boat that brought COVID to Sydney. I can't remember what it's called, but it was literally probably within a month of that boat hitting Australia that we had our first shipment, um, which was it definitely kind of um, stunted our growth in that first year, I suppose, because we I couldn't you couldn't go and see people, 
um, to show them gear. You know, if you're showing someone a, a bit of kit that retails for 300 odd bucks, they want to be able to see it and know that it's good. Um, but yeah, no, we're, we're getting there slowly. You know, I finally got up to Queensland. What was that last year? Now you can't get up. The, and then now I'll hopefully get back up again soon to speak to the guys up there. But so it, it's ever growing, but um, it definitely stunted us with COVID. Um, but supply chain, we're lucky because most of it's made in France. Um, we don't have any kind of real issue except for the factory side of thing, actual production, because it's not coming from China, um, which is, is great for us. Um, gives us a bit of an edge. Um, because I think now it's 60%, don't quote me on that, 60% of the product is actually made in-house in, in the Alps in um, France. So we get it straight from them. Um, Those Frenchies need to make some stuff. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Except, yeah, size is good if you're small, but, yeah, unfortunately we've had a few requests for larger sizes. But, yeah, I, every time I bring it up, they're like, we don't have a problem with sizing. <laughs> we must be big people down here. I don't know that big frames or something i don't know but anyway it's the beer it's yeah it's the beer yeah can you blame it no no that's right that's right so yeah so you're able to get everything into to the country now it's all pretty unimpeded yeah yep most of the factories are back open there were a few shutdowns but yeah now we're, we're up and operational so um yeah hopefully we had to be bringing more lines in and bring raincoats in this year um nice. so which is great um yeah yeah once again the raincoats every year they come out and that you think they're just getting glad wrap sheets and you know that's a raincoat now but yeah 100 grams for a raincoat now that you, yeah the thing is they, they seem to last like the material they're using it's it's lightweight as hell but it it doesn't fall apart you know it's, it's amazing touch, yeah touch wood yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I mean my 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 vest which i've had since must be at least what five or six years it's gone through scrub and it's yeah it's super lightweight but it hasn't no touch with no tears or anything like that and it's been trashed um so yeah they they definitely know what they're doing touch wood so yeah, yeah. i'm on my second uh 12 liter vest it, but the first one was five or six years worth of getting beaten up like crazy and it just held together yeah. so well um just got a new one for ultra trail last year and it was Magic, magic. Yeah, awesome. Good to hear. Well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. What What is the material they use in this stuff in, in, in the packs? In the packs, it's they use a mixture of nylons and like a um, elasticized nylon for the side pockets. Um, can't tell you the exact, I think it's nylon and polyester, I would assume. Um, but yeah, it's the, the patches at the back, they seem to be able to couple, they stretch probably, you know, twice their original and they don't seem to tear so touch wood um yeah that i don't know the exact i think it's the same so i would assume it's similar stuff to what other people are using but just um the just owner ben Wah, he's he's an actual i can't remember the exact he's got a degree in like fabric technology or something ridiculous like that so i'm assuming he knows what he's doing when he's picking stuff um, yeah we think so. You would hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and he's run some, you know, pretty much all the major trail running events around the globe. So he kind of, you know, he knows what he's building it for as well. So how much um how much feedback do they take on board? Like let's say 
you, you come back and say, you know, I want my poles to sort of cinch in here. I want some more room for gels in the front. Are they, are they constantly tinkering with this stuff? That, yeah, I was the first, I, I think in the first year, I had some feedback for them and they actually, funnily enough, when I emailed them, I was expecting it would be blown away, you know, blown off the table, but um, they've got a huge R&D um, program and they, they, on the next run of the packs, the thing that I wanted to change, I can't remember what it was. It was one of the clips on the back, I think. They it had, they'd changed it um, due to one of our customers feeding back that they had this problem. Um, and it, yeah, so they are super responsive. Um, and I, like on the new six liter, there's a new pocket on the back that you can access. That was customer feedback as well. Um, so yeah, they're, they're very, they're very proud of what they do and they, they are a small company, technically speaking. So um, yeah, they're, they're happy to kind of take, take positive and negative on board, which is good. That's cool. I think. Oh, yeah, I like yeah. That. Yeah, very cool. How do you get on the R and D team for Raylight? That'd be <laughs> no, I know I'd I'd be over there in a heartbeat. You should see the if you have a chance, Google the factory. It's like it's it's in a ski resort. It's ridiculous. Can you imagine going there every day, you know, riding your bike in the in the snow to your factory, <laughs> play with some pretty cool stuff, and then head home. You know, in the valley where chartreuse is made, so you know you could drink some chartreuse and. <laughs> Sounds amazing. Maybe we should talk talk a bit more about your running. I guess running in general terms. You've you've done the running wild events up in the Blue Mountains a number of times. I've just yeah. seen that they've they've cancelled the season, including the Mount Solitary race, which you were pretty fond of. Yeah, um, Mount Solitary is awesome, race. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do, do you know what's going on up there in the mountains? What's happening? Well, it, they are a non for profit, um, and they do have a lot of. I, yeah, this is obviously, yeah, I, I don't know the truth behind it, but yeah, they are non-for-profit and I'd imagine it's a lot of work to get stuff through um, in terms of COVID plans and that. So I think potentially this could, like I say, don't quote me on this, but there's a lot of work to go into a COVID plan and if they're just as likely to get shut by national parks or something cause of COVID, I, I, I don't know if they can, can replicate that year in, year out. But I, I thought... There was talk of it at the end of this year, next season. That's just hearsay that I've heard. But, um, yeah, no, their events are awesome. I hope they do get up and running soon because, yeah, they're all kind of super chilled out, happy people, happy volunteers. And, yeah. And have you guys done solitary? Yeah, a yeah, number of times. Yeah. Yeah, it's a cracking awesome race. race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really good. I was disappointed um, to hear that they weren't going ahead with that. I um I assume you've uh, camped up on top of Mount Solitary once or twice in your time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah, I was going to take the kids up in a couple of weekends if this blooming rain ever stops. But um, um, yeah. So yeah, it's Mount Solitary is awesome place if you got if you get time to get up there. It's yeah. As long as how, how old are your kids, Alex? Uh, I've got three, two, four, and six year olds. So yeah. And you're going to get them the up the top. I I get. The, the older two, yeah, not the, I'm not, yeah, I'm not taking the youngest up yet. Um, but yeah, we'll go and camp out there somewhere. So, yeah. That's epic. Can you see yourself uh, trekking with the kids up there? 
I can't see Lola going past Kadamba. She'd crack it straight up. <laughs> oh, we'd get we'd come down from the Golden Stairs, so okay. yeah, take a take a day to walk in, and you know, stay for a day or two, and then day to walk out. So yeah, yeah wow, that's impressive. And, <laughs> we haven't done it yet, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and so with kids, do you, do you still try to go pretty lightweight there, or are you packing the kitchen sink? Oh, when I uh, like every car camp, you yeah, you end man, you need a trailer now with kids. And car camp is ridiculous, but yeah, no, I'll I'll probably I'll fit hopefully touch wood fit everything in a sixty liter pack, um, bar bar a bit of water that they'll carry, but um, yeah, so touch wood. That's, that's pretty pared down for two kids. That's uh, that's not too bad at all. <laughs> well, yeah, they're pretty. They they don't need to eat much, do they? <laughs> <laughs> You got, you got any tips on, uh, I guess, reducing that that weight on the back for a you know a fast pack kind of situation? My only my only one is sort of snap the toothbrush in half so you don't have to carry the handle with you. Uh, well, I found years ago that they had these toothbrushes that you can that you, it's like a sleeve that goes on your finger. Yeah. And you can yeah, they're awesome because I heard people <laughs> drilling their toothbrushes and stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Feet of, uh, <laughs> um, do I have any tips on that? Wow. Yeah, I, plan your route, I suppose. So you know water, because water obviously is the biggest. So if you can plan your route around water, then you know that yeah, maximum like four kilos of water that you're going to be carrying. You're not going to be carrying a 44 gallon drum of yeah. water, and be prepared to rough it, I suppose. Um, yeah, like sleeping on your pack rather than sleeping on a mat. Um, yeah. Are you one of those I, people who can sleep on a pack? Like, would you legitimately sleep? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, yeah, when I say sleep, you know, you get an hour or two kip rolling over while you, before your arm goes numb or you get bruising from the rocks. But, um, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't take a tent anymore. I just sleep under a tarp so, or a fly. So that cuts a heap of weight down. Um, Quite cool. but, um, I think you uh, <laughs> just talked me out of going camping with you. <laughs> when we go car camping, we pack, man, we pack coffee machines and stuff. So. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Place of Cronulla Beer Co. XBA. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, I haven't found a way to transport beer without, yeah, shake, shaking up. A little hip flask of whiskey is always good. Ah, good Spot on. Bit of shivers. Good Tremendous. Tenders. Good tenders. Um, how, uh, how snaky is it out in the Blue Mountains at the moment? The start of the season was seeming like it was going to be bad, but I, with all the water, I don't think you're going to have any issue with leeches. Last couple of runs I've had have been mauled by leeches up and down. So, um, And the big ones with the orange stripe up the back, you know, the ones that really get in there. Uh, yeah, so I would say pack, pack either a cigarette lighter or some salt. <laughs> if salt you, if you're doing some training. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, um, good to know. Good to know. Yeah. I, um, I believe last year, due to the lack of racing, you went and did yourself the 12 foot track. Is that true? It is, yeah, yeah. Me and our friend Matt, um, Matt Dunshay, uh, did the 12 foot. Yeah, it was, that was kind of a, yeah, we needed a kick in the bum because, uh, yeah lack of racing and that's the kind of stuff that I, I'm into that kind of just you know un, un, un kind of written down challenges out there so um 
I've given up looking for podium finishes and stuff. So we just do stuff that other people don't want to do. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Did you go um, yeah. Katoomba down and then back to Katoomba? Yep. Katoomba, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Got to Janol and Caves as the sun came up and then headed back. Um, so oh, I left, okay. I think we left about two in the morning, three in the morning from the, from the Explorers tree and then got back at, yeah, I think three or four in the afternoon. About 14 hour, I think, turnaround. Yeah. Which is pretty slow compared to, I think Lou Clifton did it in 12 hours or something ridiculous or less than that. Um, there's, there's no disgrace in being beaten by Lou Clifton. No, no God. <laughs> She's an act of God, that lady. Yeah. <laughs> Friend of the show, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Great lady. Oh, yeah. she, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's great. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Hats off to her. But. How was the turnaround at Janolan Caves? Did you just want to stay there and have a beer in the river instead? Well, the, the sun wasn't up. It was cold. There was no one there. So it was like, let's just keep moving before we freeze because you could see the sun on the tops of the, the mountains around, but no sun in that little valley and it was freezing. So we just kind of filled up and started back out again. Um, yeah, there's, but when the sun came out, it was wanted to stay in the spots for a while but yeah no it was i think if it was nice and warm there yeah you or there were people there you're like let's stop and get some chips and catch some never leave. Never. <laughs> yeah it's, um, it's uh, a, are you guys doing the six foot six foot track this year yeah i'm doing it um there's there's a few of us doing it so um hopefully um yeah, hopefully at this stage it's going ahead with a new finish. So it should, should be good. Looking forward. It's only five weeks away now, so it's not long. Yeah, it's crazy. Great time flies, eh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I believe you've done it just once? Just once, yeah, yeah. That was, <laughs> that was probably one of my most hellish runs. Yeah, I hadn't – it was it's water system and I hadn't ran very much. Um, I can't remember why. I think one of my children had just been born or something. And then it came in that I, I got in. I was like, oh, crap. So I think, I think I'd ran a total of like 30Ks in the six months to lead up to that. And yeah, it, it, it broke me a little bit. <laughs> I think I had a little cry at the, the what do they call it, the pulver meter or whatever, like pulver meter, whatever it's called, the, on Black Ridge. Most <laughs> people going. cry on top of the pluvia. Yeah, that's, that's okay. Yeah. yeah. It's almost a requirement. It's a, yeah. Had you done a lot of uh, bouldering in preparation for six foot track? Was, was this your training program? Bouldering? Yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't, bat, I've got a lot of climbing friends. I shouldn't bad enough. Boulders <laughs> out too much. But yeah, you don't have to be, you don't have to have good cardio to be an average boulder, boulderer. Good guns though. That's important. Yeah. Strong grip. Yeah. Yeah. yeah strong grip. Yeah. Still don't have that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So Raylighter got um, yeah some great great running ambassadors on board, and we've spoken to Sarah Foster, who was an amazing athlete, yeah. and Jamie Hildich, who was a, was a great fella as well. Um, you got a couple other guys on board. Can you tell us about your other amb- ambassadors, Alex? Yeah, we've got um, Nick Nick Bamford, who's from uh, Brisbane. He he was did the North Face last year. Oh, not North, sorry, UTA. Um, yeah, Alzheimer's. Um, yeah, he was. He finished in the top, top ten, so he's smashing it. He's doing some awesome stuff, um, and yeah, he's just once again one of those people that you know 
I decided I'd take up running like Jamie, I suppose. I thought I'd give it a go and then just start doing all these kind of ridiculous stuff. Damn, damn you. Half of you is like, damn you. And half of you is like inspired. But um, yeah, no, he's a great guy. Uh, I think he's coming down again this year to crew for someone else doing the 100. Um, and we've got Joe Nevin, who's a local lass um, from lower down the mountain. And she's, I'm sure you guys know her. She's, you know, been kind of kicking goals for a long time um she did the coastal the coastal challenge not long ago um, coastal classic yeah coastal was, classic that's i was running with her for a bit actually joe yeah yeah she's a, she's yeah. a, she's so a lady yeah she's she's an awesome person well they're all all of our ambassadors are like just awesome people which is kind of a good place to be they're they're awesome runners firstly i suppose but they're yeah awesome people um, and then, yeah, just kind of happy to be part of the community. So, yeah, so Nick's up there in Queensland and Joe's down here in the mountains. And then, yeah, like you say, Jamie and Sarah's in the middle of nowhere with a, yeah, she's, yeah, yeah, 100Ks past where Jesus lost the sandals. Like, I always say. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're at nine hours from Cairns driving. Yeah, it's right. So she said she could do a 42k run to the fence i think wasn't it like yeah. i know we talked she talked about doing a raid light having like a a, a camp up there and running her border which yeah. i think was it's over it's over 100 miles um it's like it's like the size of some countries the property it's ridiculous it's like a million acres or hectares or something but um yeah but there's too much sand i don't do sand um, <laughs> No one does. No one does. No one does. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, Jamie and Sarah do, but yeah, yeah, not me. Yeah, I can have it. No one should do sand. Nah. The, the sandy bit on Booty Coast Run that was brutal. Yeah, that was tough. Yeah, I don't want to do that again. They made you do it twice on the same day too. That was, yeah. <laughs> no, you can have that. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. But the uh, the ray light hydration belts were looking resplendent along the uh, along the sand. There was a few out there. Yeah, no, the, they're awesome. The the belts are they one of your most popular items? The stretch belts, yeah, they're they're great. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You can carry a lot in those. Yeah, they've been selling really well, which is yeah. Once again, that's another pack I well thing I have. But yeah, you can hide that one from the wife though. It's in the undies drawer. She doesn't go in there. <laughs> <laughs> Never look at the bottom of the undies drawer. That's a good rule. No. <laughs> yeah. You wouldn't dare. Yeah. Safe place. Yeah. Lots of hand sanitizer, I suppose. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're plugging out plug a raid light. Uh, yeah. So well, we should direct our listeners to, to take advantage of, um, of the, the, the Raid Light Australian website. Which is uh, raidlot.com.au, and um, and we've got a discount code set up, which is Running Matters twenty, which gives the the listeners twenty percent off, which is um, amazing. That's a really good discount on on already a, a discounted product. So yeah, and and your guys um, at Runella too, they also stock us. So yeah, get yeah, them down to those guys too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to them. That's a good idea. Get into Runella and try on the best before you buy them. Or just buy them there. from them. Buy them from there. Buy them from there. <laughs> yeah. Definitely buy them from there. Yeah. We're gonna edit this. Awesome people, yeah. <laughs> we're not gonna edit this. No, we're not gonna. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. Try yeah. try it on. Yeah, and then just buy it. Buy it. 
Try it on. But if you don't live near another, which some people don't, no, yeah. you can jump on the website and uh, yeah. use the discount code. Definitely. Yeah. Perfect. They're nicer people than I am there at Ranella, though. So, you know, buy, buy from because they're nice people. Yeah. Sean and Jen are nice people, but don't sell yourself short, Alex. You're a pretty nice guy, too. <laughs> yeah. you'll, you'll edit that bit out, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll wrap it up. Thank you very much for your time, Alex. It's been great chatting with you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. appreciate the, the chance to come on and hear my boring running career. Ah, <laughs> it's been good. <laughs> Been good. Anyway, we'll um we're up we're up in the mountains for six foot in about four weeks. So um we'll look out and we'll catch up for a beer at the the brewery. Mountain yeah, yeah. I'll buy you a beer. Yeah. yeah, I'll buy you a beer. Are you, gonna, you gonna have a store there again? I'm at, not this year, no. We're gonna be kind of because we've got a fair bit. There's a few people gonna be at the um what do you call it, the uh, exhibition thing. So I'll be around there and doing some stuff with um uh try uh was it her trails yeah um this is joe Evans. Of, yeah joe Evans, uh samantha gash. gash that's it yeah yeah mm-hmm. um so yeah i'll be doing a bit with them hopefully so but i'll be at the coffee shop for sure so if you need, if you need you, is it a uh, carrington house is that where they've got a bit of an expo happening uh, i think it's gonna it's normally at the um the where is it the cultural the christian cultural center across the road from um scenic world yeah uh, the uta yeah. yep yeah you're the uta thing i don't know what they're doing this year though but yeah yeah covid stuff uh it'll be gone by then don't worry about it <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're right you'll be right i'm an optimist yeah <laughs> yeah that's it <laughs> good awesome all right Excellent chatting to you. Thanks, Alex. Yeah, awesome. Look forward look forward to having a beer with you. Definitely. See you, mate. Cheers, mate. Cheers. Bye.